Hey, man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Now on to this week's episode. This week on the Rock News Weekly Podcast, week of February 12th, 2024, season six, episode number six. This week, we talk about a major tour announcement is coming from ACDC this week. Deep Purple is going to release a special 50th anniversary edition of their legendary album Machine Head. Santana, as well as Dead & Company, both add additional dates to their respective Las Vegas residencies. And the full rock and metal list of the 2024 Grammy winners is out. And we'll go over who we thought should have won and more. Plus this week in rock and roll history trivia, weekly WTF, and so much more. Everything's up. Rocknewsweekly.com. Watch us live every Sunday. Twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. And on demand, YouTube.com at rocknewsweekly. All right, it's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast. Chris here as well as David. How's it going, David? It's pretty good. Uh, how's this it's a sunny week? day? Yeah, it's a sunny day. Uh, it's been, been dark and gloomy. I know. It's been weird, man, this uh, this weather lately uh, here in the Central Valley, California. Hopefully it's been going good wherever you guys are at, but I don't know, man. It's uh, I'm sure it's kind of bad all over the place um, as, as we get ready for, uh, I don't know, uh, Punk's Tawny Phil. He did not see his shadow. Oh really? So I think that means that it's, um, it's uh, more winter. No, it, right? no, no, no. It's it's less winter. Less so winter. Whatever that means. We're done. You, yeah, it's coming. So maybe this today is the yesterday was the sun <laughs> or no Friday. Came out Friday. It hasn't gone away. I know. So who knows? All right. Anyway. Uh, all right. Let's get to the uh, hot topics this week. What do we got to talk about? Uh, the Grammys. Uh, the Grammys uh, were the big news this week, uh, as as they announced all the the stuff. So we'll go through all that. I know Grammys really aren't really rock and roll, and they don't honor them very well. But we'll go through the ones that we thought should have won and uh, the ones that were deserving, and we'll go through that whole list. So, uh, Also a big announcement from ACDC this week. It hasn't happened yet. I just checked their timer on the website. We're recording this at Sunday uh, around 9 or 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So by this time it says about 17 hours away, so it looks about uh, like... 2 a.m. somewhere around there that they're going to make their tour announcement so we'll let you guys know about that uh deep purple special 50th anniversary edition of machine head santana dead and company all this good stuff uh we're going to talk about this week so i'm going to put this uh up here i got to switch something over on this other screen david this is a festival that takes place in an old prison in ohio so i want to get your opinion (laughs) of this one that takes place in a prison check it out well we've got godsmack as always, ready, ready to smack. Um, let's see. It looks pretty. It looks. I mean, I always go to the bottom. Dropkick Murphys. I'd like to see that. That looks fun. Um, but it's in a. It's in an old warehouse. No, an Ohio State Penitentiary. An Ohio State Penitentiary. That's kind of. I mean, that's scary. It is kind of scary, isn't it? Yeah. I, I was thinking, like, wow, uh, that's not really, I don't know. If I was going for a destination festival or somewhere like, hey, what do you think, babe? You want to go out of state? Uh, sure, what do you got in mind? Well, it's a festival, but it's at an old state penitentiary that they've turned into a, a rock festival. Oh, and guess what, too? They do tours where they take you through the penitentiary and they show you stuff inside the old prison where people used to stay in the execution rooms and stuff. I mean, I'd say, like, Alcatraz <laughs> is, like, weird enough, but it being in Ohio, <laughs> right? It's it's a little bit... I mean, kind of a bummer. It's a little bit, yeah. It's a, You know, um, and I gotta there are say, trees, there, there's shade, and there's darkness, and then it's just... I gotta say, scary. too, the lineup's, like, pretty generic. Uh, there's not really... The, the one that I saw on Sunday that stood out was Dropkick Murphys. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. cool. They're going to be there. Um, but for the most part, it's a lot of bands that tour quite often. I've seen them a bunch. Are you uh, are you familiar with Mushroom Head? Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> like the the Midwest. Well, I guess uh, uh, Slipknot's Midwest too, but they're like also like Slipknot. In okay. terms of, they have like eight do or nine they people. Wear, they, they wear, wear masks. Mushroom heads? They wear masks. No, masks. there's no okay. mushrooms, I guess. But 
No, they, and supposedly they did it first. And that really? Was, yeah, and they say that Slipknot ripped them off. I swear. You know what? Long live Mushroom Head. I know. <laughs> supposedly they were the originators, and they're from like the Midwest area, and uh, they say that they did it first before Slipknot. So and before be true. Guar. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think Guar was the first of them all, man. First crazy-ass band. Anyway, it's called Incarceration, guys. Uh, it's July 13th, so is it like 19th a, through the 21st. Is it have anything to do with like tattooing as yep, well? Yep, it's a tattoo and music festival. Oh, I can see that at the top there. Yep. Music and tattoo festival at the Ohio State Penitentiary. So definitely for a certain crowd. I think that's a little too rough for me. Maybe the biker crowd. I don't know. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I would come out of that one probably a little depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to see a festival in a prison, to be honest. Um, but maybe it's cool. Who knows? I mean, I, it is cool. It's a cool like, idea. Definitely it a seems cool like idea. a cool idea, like a marketable. I like, think I some get the, people the would draw. really enjoy it. Yeah. I yeah. think it's not for me. Incarceration.com. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Check it out. Um, okay. Uh, more dates added. De- Deg and Company, we're talking about the shows at the Sphere. And there's a story later today uh, that we're going to talk about. Somebody climbed the Sphere. Uh, no. Yeah, and he did it for t- uh, supposedly to raise awareness for something. We'll talk about that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, more shows at the Sphere. So Dead & Company now a total of 24 shows that they're going to do. They added a run for July 4th weekend, 4th of July weekend, and then the weekend after. So they're doing Memorial Day weekend uh, leading up to that, uh, a bunch of all the dates in June basically, and then 4th of July weekend as well. Um, tickets starting at 145 bucks some of the cheapest seats wow yeah they're they're selling quite a bit and like we were saying they kind of did the uh old switcheroo with yeah we're not touring anymore but we have a las vegas residency now um and they also pretty big week for them broke a billboard chart record apparently uh they've been around for 60 years so it seems like a band this type of a band would break this record They've broken the record for most Billboard Top 40 albums by any act in history. Dave's Picks, volume number 49, debuted at number 25 this week on the Billboard 200, and it marks the Dead's 59th album to make the Top 40. The album consists of, you know, two shows from 1985. They put out a lot of live albums, so that's why why they have so many albums that have made the Billboard charts, but... Pretty so, amazing, right? Fifty-nine yeah. albums to chart on the Billboard 200. So they're in there. Uh, a lot of, do they have many members that are actually like in their 80s? Well, Bob Weir. Um, I don't know his age. If you can check on your phone, maybe right now. Uh, Bob Weir. I know Phil Lesh is definitely over 80. I think he's 80 or that's, 81. That's wild to think about some like 80-year-olds rocking and rolling. Um, yeah, they and they. I saw him last summer. I saw. Bob and Mickey and the guys from the band, and they put on a killer show. So is that the secret to hell? <laughs> What's that? Like a lot of like psychedelics and <laughs> I guess so. Like I don't know. Living. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, that's that's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It, it is pretty wild. But yeah, Bob Weir's got to be like, um, if you type in Bob Weir or Phil Lesh, they got to be eighty plus. So, but very impressive for them in their career to have done this, um, the most act in Phil history. Um, so, pretty cool for uh, Dead and Company. Congrats to them. Uh, all right, Santana, speaking of Las Vegas, Santana adding more residency to his House of Blues residency. Now it's May 10th through the 23rd, September 25th through the October 6th, October 30th through November 10th. Man, he's got so many shows yeah, lined Phil up. Phil Lesh, 83 years old. Yeah, so Phil Lesh, the original bass player, grateful that he's 83. So there you go. Anyway, um, Santana, Greatest Hits Live at House of Blues. He's doing a residency as well um, and just added a bunch of dates. So check these all out for later this year if you guys are looking to go. Looks like a you know cool show to see, Santana. I'm sure he's not going to be doing any touring anymore, really. It looks like Vegas residency is where it's at for him. So, lots of dates to choose from. Check it out. Speaking of dates, ACDC, we know it's imminent that they're going to announce some tour dates. I may update the audio version of this podcast after the tour dates drop uh, on our um, audio version. Uh, But I can't go back and change the YouTube or anything like that. So, it is what it is. I know they're going to make the announcement at like 2 a.m. 
tomorrow morning. Uh, it's going to be a huge tour. We'll follow up with it again next week. But it's their first tour since 2016 as well. If you guys want to find out about the ACDC tour, you can sign up. They have an email sign up at acdc.com. Now, I want to say, let's predict. Do you think it's going to be a huge world tour? Or do you think it's going to be like just major cities like maybe L.A., Chicago, New York, a couple dates in the States, a couple dates in Australia? What do you think the tour is going to be like in size-wise, you know, and covering ground? Do you think it's going to be crazy or small? Well, I'd have to, I'd have to ask or wonder because I mean it seems like there are there are bands that are that are equivalent to ACDC that are doing still like world tours as like these final yeah like Motley Crue for yeah. example yeah yeah uh, they so I mean it could be uh, yeah that's it's been since 2016 that they had their last yeah last tour yeah that's a while ago and they just did the uh Power Trip Festival in uh, uh, same place they do Coachella. They did that last October. And that was their first show since 2016. And apparently, they are going to have pretty much a whole new lineup. Uh, they're not going to have Cliff Williams in the band anymore. Um, it's a different drummer. Uh, they haven't announced what drummer who, who's going to be in the band. If it's not Phil Rudd, then I don't know who it's going to be. But Okay, then I'm going to go with smaller. Smaller? Like major cities. Okay. That's what I would think. I mean, it, it doesn't... I don't know. Well, I don't know. Like the... Hmm. Who knows, right? I mean, if I'm, I'm thinking if they get a younger drummer and they get like a younger kind of band and they, they don't... could do some... And they could do maybe a bigger tour. tour. So, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. We'll follow up with you guys when we get more info, of course. Uh, all right, so... Rock news this week. The Grammy Awards. Rock and metal winners list. So, uh, the rock and metal winners... Usually don't get any airplay on the main uh, broadcast. I didn't even really watch the main bro broadcast, to be honest. Um, I did watch some of the stuff on YouTube, so uh, a lot of that stuff doesn't get aired. So here was the best metal performance nominees. Disturbed, Ghost, Slipknot, Spirit Box, Jaded. The winner went to Metallica. I thought it should have went to uh, Spirit Box. Spirit Box is a younger up-and-coming group. I can't play any of the music for you guys because we'll get DMCA'd for that, but you can check them out on your own time. I definitely recommend you check out Spirit Box, especially that track, Jaded, that they were nominated for. It's a really good track. Uh, bummer that they lost, but hey, pretty awesome that they got a Grammy nomination right at the beginning of their career, right? I think yeah. it, you know, for bands like that, that's a good sign. When you get a Grammy nomination, even though you don't win, at least people are noticing that it should have, you know, that it was recognized, so I think that's a good sign. So best rock performance, we had Arctic Monkeys, Sculptures of Anything Goes, Black Pumas, More Than a Love Song, Foo Fighters Rescued, Metallica, Lux Eterna. The winner was Boy Genius, Not Strong Enough. Now, I did listen to all these songs because I wanted to make sure and make an educated kind of decision uh, from these choices. The Boy Genius track is cool. It's not for me necessarily. I, I didn't think it was really a rock and roll kind of performance. Um, when you know, I guess I look at it in a kind of way of what is rock to me out of these bands. And Foo Fighters, I thought, was the most rocking song out of these tracks to me. Uh, Metallica Lux Eterna was more of a metal song, it's more of like a heavy metal kind of thing. So I don't really think it even belongs in the rock category. And there's something that I'm going to talk about here in just a few about how some of these bands are getting nominated for alternative and for rock. And I don't understand how that's even possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, make up your mind, nomination board. Choose one path for some of these groups, right? So this was best rock performance. Went to Boy Genius. I thought it should have went to the Foo Fighters. Um, that's just my opinion on that. Let's move on to the next one. Best rock song. Rolling Stones. Angry Olivia Rodrigo. Queens of the Stone Age, Foo Fighters, Rescued, and and then Boy Genius again. Not strong enough. That was the winner again for Best Rock Song. So this is also kind of a, a, a pet peeve of mine. With Best Rock Performance, which could include an album. doesn't have to be a song, right? And then Best Rock Song. And I don't see how you could be nominated kind of for the same song for both. 
how the boy genius not strong enough. Yeah, are they are they like seeing them as like in a subcategory or something like that? Boy this genius is... not strong enough for best rock performance and best rock song. And I, I just I don't, don't understand what the personally I don't, I don't understand agree. what the difference is. I, me either. I don't what understand that, what, what do the... they mean performance. Like they're like at a concert or like no, it means like it means like a song or an album. But I don't get that. What is the distinction? I don't understand that. Yeah, and then for them to win both just shows like I don't know, like a pretty clear bias or something going on there. I I really I have no clue who they are. <laughs> I know, and I, I that says a lot. I work in radio. Oh, and you're not. I don't know who they are. <laughs> I, I've never heard their you music like hear prior the music to all the time. I, I've okay. never heard their music prior to checking them out for this. It's nothing against them. I checked them out. They're not that bad. But to be honest, they're more of an alternative band. And they're definitely not like something that everybody would know. Okay. <laughs> well, that, I mean, this is the thing I'm wondering about. Like, when it comes to genres, there's sound and there's aesthetic, too, that I think, like, contributes to the categorization. Right. Sure. And, I mean, this aesthetic to me here is very wholesome. Sure. Um, looks almost like, I mean... This looks like a pop aesthetic, but I don't have any clue. Yeah, I mean, they got tattoos, I guess, and that they look a little alternative, so maybe that's the rock and roll kind yeah, of yeah. angle there. But no, I agree. Well, so what is their what is their uh, style? Is it's it, hard to describe. Guitars and we'll have, is it vibraphones? Yeah. No, no, no. It's just three-piece guitar, bass, drums. Okay. And it's uh, the singer. No, it's like more like... Um, I, I don't know, really know how Retro to Retro anything, maybe? No, it's, it sounds kind of modern. It sounds okay. modern, but uh, there's definitely guitar and bass and drums in it. I mean, okay. Well, okay. we can't listen to it right now. We'll have to listen to it off the air. You guys check it out for yourselves. Um, but I thought Queens of the Stone Age, uh, Emotion Sickness, was a better rock song than... And heck, even the Rolling Stones, I thought, was pretty awesome that they put out an original rock song at this point in their career. I didn't think it was the strongest uh, song, to be honest. I thought it was kind of a cheesy, kind of a cheesy little song from the Stones. But at the same time, I thought it was more rocking, definitely more rocking than this boy, boy genius track. And so, an Olivia Rodrigo is rock, then, huh? Yeah, and how is Olivia Rodrigo a rock song? I don't. I mean, I guess we listened know, to the I track. Don't. I didn't think. I mean, it's like an alternative track to me. I don't understand I could be considered rock. So I thought Queens of the Stone Age was the best choice out of all of those. Best rock album. Here's another one that I just, this this whole thing right here. Best rock album, Foo Fighters, but here we are. Greta Van Fleet, Starcatcher, Metallica, 72 Seasons, Queens of the Stone Age, In Times New Roman, and then Paramore, This Is Why. I thought Foo Fighters should have won. Uh, Paramore was the winner on this. And here's an, another thing. Best alternative music performance. Paramore, this is why. So how is it the Paramore, this is why is the winner for best alternative music performance, and they're also the winner for best rock album. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. How could you win for best alternative performance and you win for best rock album as well? Doesn't make sense. Uh, they're just they're just fudging the categories, eh? And th that's the problem with the Grammys and stuff like this is that it doesn't it doesn't make sense to like people like I work in radio I I get serviced rock music all the time rock and alternative you know and to me this doesn't just this kind of stuff doesn't make sense it's year in year out it's the same thing it's like when Jethro Tull won for best metal performance over Metallica and all those other bands and. 1989 and it caused this huge huge thing where they're like we need to change the name of this category because it doesn't make sense anymore and i think they need to reevaluate this stuff and what they consider alternative and what is a performance compared to a song because this is why is it doesn't make sense that this is a performance that's an album you know, I don't understand why it's a performance, you know, and we were saying Well, and I think some people all. might listen to this and go, oh, Chris, why are you being so particular? Why did it? And it's just like, 
But that's the point. That's it's kind an of award, the point, right? It's, it's an, an award. award. It's like it's not my it's choice here. It's for us to be particular about. Yeah. That's what it's like for us to be annoying about and be like, no, that doesn't. This we're trying to find the best. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Let Let's make the most sense of this so it makes sense to everybody. So we're like, yeah, that's well deserved, right? Yeah. So that's what we're trying to get at. Yeah. And it's not to take away anything from the winners. I want to make that clear. I'm not trying to say, you know, these winners don't deserve these things. And I and actually, why don't they just have a – do they have one where it's just non-category? Is there that? Where it's just like best I don't know. album? Uh, that's a good point. I don't know. Yeah, they have album of the year. They just have album of the year. Yeah. But I mean, I, but I mean like – Yeah, they have album of no, the year. No, but I mean like something where it's just like specifically – Non, al- non, non, like, because there are some, related. there's some in here where you're like, I don't know what the genre of that is, right? Yeah, right. And I think that one of the things I think about is you don't want to get people too locked into these categories where yep. they're like, yeah, I'm gonna produce for a specific this because that right. can get me an award. I mean, I don't think it really works that way with music, to I mean, be it, honest, you know, but it would be nice to recognize people for doing some sort of like. I don't know, like innovation or something right. like that, and being like best non-genre album or something. I like that. I agree. I think we need to have some kind of reworking of all of the categories, and let's just like I don't know, figure it out, modernize right. it, something. But anyway, so you listen to some music, and it's like very clearly not hip hop and not rock anymore. It's like both, or but it's know, yet still a it's, nominated for best hip hop album. Best hip-hop and you're like, well, but it's not really yeah. a pure hip hop album. Well, that was the whole uh, what's his name? Uh, what the Old Town Road? I can't think of his name. Oh, right Lil, now. Lil Nas, Lil Nas X. X, right? Yep. Where he was like, "This is a country song." Yeah, like, it no, won for best country, country or whatever. You're not, you know, you're yeah. black. Or you're black and you're hip hop influenced yeah. and you're gay. It's yeah, all like, that can't be it's like the trifecta. Like, hey, I made it into a country But song. it was a country song, and it won. And it's kind of crazy, right? So, yeah, we need to reevaluate a lot of that. Anyway. All right, so uh, I-, I agreed with this one, though. I, I want to make a point on Best Alternative Music Performance. I thought Paramore should have won because it was a really good track. And so this is for the track, not the album. And that's kind of confusing, too, is because the track is the same name as the album. So this one for the track. Let's see. <laughs> not the album, right? But like we were saying, I don't see how an, uh, someone can win an alternative and rock with the same release. I just don't see how that's possible. But, all right, best alternative music album. Boy Genius won for best alternative music album, right? And what are the awards they won for? Best rock song and best rock performance. But yet, one. For best alternative, alternative music album. album, with none of the other nominees that were in the rock categories. And yeah, really, because then it's Lana Del Rey, Gorillaz, PJ Harvey. What sense does this make? How come? <laughs> yeah, I want to. Yeah, and you know what? Just for that, Boy Genius, I'm gonna say. I don't like the name of your band. <laughs> <laughs> it's not their fault, right? I feel bad because I'm sure there's a lot of fans that enjoy that and enjoy the album. But I just feel like it's miscategorized in some of the categories. This is probably the proper category for it, I feel. This is probably what yeah, it should have been. Yeah. Best alternative album. Cool. Fine. Right? Why best rock song and best rock performance, too? Doesn't Taking make sense. up the slots for the well, and yeah, and I feel like it's kind of annoying when the academy does that when they know that there's so many other artists to choose from. Yeah, that's what they they're taking purposely. Up slots, yeah, man. they purposely do that to to these other categories. Yeah, it probably has to do with popularity and like production yeah. and companies and stuff. I know, man. I thought P.J. Harvey should have been uh, the winner for me personally on this alternative album. It was P.J. Harvey's first album in a long time. I'm yeah. a big fan of her since the '90s, and I thought. It's a great album too. So, anyway, check that one out. I inside the old year dying. It's a great album from PJ Harvey. But not to take away anything from the winners, but these are just kind of things that I observed and and I wanted to rant and rave today on that. So, thanks for listening, guys. All right, Deep Purple. Let's move on to some more rock news. They're celebrating 50 years as a band, which is pretty awesome. Uh, 1973, Smoke on the Water. Big track, right? Smoke on the water. 
huge track, right? Well, it was on that album. The super deluxe edition of this album, Machine Head, is coming out this year. So, here's the history behind this, though. It's really cool. If you didn't know, it was actually inspired by the burning of the Montreux Casino in Switzerland. They they witnessed during a Frank Zappa concert there. This new release will feature mixes by Frank's son, Dweezil Zappa. It was during a a Zappa concert? It was. Did he light it on fire? I I don't know how the fire started. (laughs) The collection will also include their concert that they did at the Montreux Casino before the fire, obviously. So regarding the title, Smoke on the Water, Ian Gillen from Deep Purple wrote the lyrics after the band witnessed the fire and the smoke on the water was the smoke over Lake Geneva. And here's a picture from it I found online that's from that actual fire in at Lake Geneva. And this wow. is the Montreux Casino burning in 1972 or whatever it was, 1971. Isn't that crazy? That, yeah, that is crazy. Yep, and that's the history behind the, the track. And I think it's kind of cool that Dweezil Zappa... It's like kind of full circle uh, with this. Now he's like doing the mix, and it was because of a Frank Zappa concert and the casino burning down that they even wrote this song, and it was on the album. So I think that was kind of cool that they're including him on this uh, anniversary edition. Here's a picture of it with the vinyl, CD, all that cool stuff. You get a booklet with a bunch of pictures and neat stuff. And so he's got his own Dweezil Zappa 2024 remix of the album which is pretty cool. Then they have the concert, in concert from 1972, and then Montreux from 1971 when they played that casino before it burned down. Pretty cool, huh? It's crazy how something like that just, like, sticks with you. you yeah. Know, you see something cataclysmic, it's like this. Yeah, imagine like, seeing forming like, Yeah, it would be in your burned life. in your mind, right? Yeah. yeah, pretty wild. Like, that, and super surreal to see, like, the smoke on the water, like the juxtaposition of that, right? Yeah. Something burning on the water like that. Pretty wild. Um, all right. So that's coming out in, sorry, let me fast forward up here. March 29th this year, guys, uh, the, that deluxe edition on the way. All right. What else we got? I think we have another uh, 50th anniversary from Paul McCartney and Wings here. The 50th anniversary edition of their Band on the Run album, which is legendary album. It's available now, of course. You know all the tracks on there. Um, Several versions, several formats. Speaking about the underdubbed mix version, Paul McCartney said, When you're making a song and putting on additional parts like an extra guitar, that's an overdub. Well, this version of the album is the opposite, underdubbed. The multi-Grammy winning number one album was originally released December of 1973. So have you, speaking of this underdubbed, I want to focus on that. They take something out? Yeah, so uh, like he says, when you're mixing an album, they have like extra guitars layered on top of guitars, maybe an extra tambourine, some kind of all you know extra effects, an extra track or two. Well, this has all been stripped down to like the bare minimum, that no fancy stuff, no overdubs, nothing to make it like extra and fancy, more of a raw. Just like the. Rock. You know the Mariah Carey without the music, where she's. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's hilarious. Shoot, but I think this, this really, you know, but this is like the era of real bands recording real music, right? So I think that's to be something to be said with underdubbed, is maybe like to kind of focus and yeah. highlight that that these are real focus people on really the playing, producing of the music in the moment, right? Because I mean, really, that's half of the. Half of the amazingness of a live show is that it, it's, it's they're happening. doing that whole thing. It's happening right Un, now, and you're like, unaccom- wow. like unaccompanied by some sort of automated technology. Like they're right. just doing this thing. Yep. And I think that's yeah. As we get more and more digital, people kind of veer more towards like authentic, real performance instead of yeah. digital. So yeah, very it's cool. Like it's the difference between just turning on your radio really loud, you know, and then. <laughs> You could do that and go to a concert and basically have like a person singing over it. They're also like have a, a track behind them. <laughs> right. It's like, wow, and I could have like, done this in done my backyard. <laughs> right. Yeah, that is not really a performance, right? Anyway. All right, check that out, Paul McCartney fans. Hey, look at Papa Roach fans. Look out. Yes. 
I know you've been waiting for this, David. Vacaville you got your, Rising. You got your pre-order in for the book and everything, oh, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the Papa Roach book. No, it's a 25th anniversary celebration, Important cultural man. Yeah. milestone. Jacoby Shattuck says, 2025 is going to be a big year for Papa Roach. It's the 25th anniversary of our first album, Infest. We got a book. We got tours. We got the whole nine. So they're kicking it off this year. He went on to say that you could expect, you know, some of the songs later this year. Uh, this is for radio's purposes. I guess they're going to remaster the album, and they're going to send it out and kind of, you know, remaster the album and stuff. But uh, I will say Papa Roach came through Merced at the Fatty Mocha. Oh, yes! In 1998, I think it was. Oh, man. Yeah, it was I remember when they had their five-song demo, and uh, Last Resort was on there, Broken Home. They were selling copies of it. Did you My, get it? I had a copy somewhere. I don't have it anymore. Um, but there was a story about how Jacoby Shaddix, um, there was a KFC right next to it. All right, you ready yep. for a story? No longer. You Knock the it? hell down. Are you ready Let's for hear this. Okay, so the story goes that Jacoby Shaddix um, was playing a show at the Fatty Mocha. I wasn't there for this specific event that happened. They, they played the Patty, Fatty Mocha more than once, uh, Papa Roach did. And apparently on this occasion, uh, somebody had bought a bunch of chicken from KFC, like one of the buckets of chicken, right? And they had some kind of liquid LSD uh, that somebody put all over the chicken. And everybody in the band and, like, the road crew, like, feasted down on this LSD-laced KFC <laughs> chicken. <laughs> Out in front of uh, the Fatty Mocha in Merced, and that's like a lot of LSD, though. I yeah, mean, went on to play in a, a wild show. I was not there for that, but this is the rumor. It's turned into an urban legend, and I wanted to put it out there. Into that's the a good urban legend. Pretty good, like, huh? I I don't know, know if it's true. I mean, I like to think it is. I like to picture Jacoby Shaddix eating greasy KFC chicken and well, I mean, getting it just, all wide-eyed and so crazy. It's so like you know how in Wes Anderson movies like <laughs> everything is so like aesthetically uh, sort of like lined up, you know? Yeah. They're like, what that are we gonna is put? a Wes Anderson. That's like a Wes They're Anderson. They're like, we got this film. whole vial of LSD. What are we gonna put it we on? We have oh, LSD it's KFC right here. We have LSD, <laughs> KFC, Merced. Let's just get a party going. And roaches, right? Right? It's like all of it lined up. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Well. R.I.P. this week to one of my favorite actors and just an all-around good guy. He's been in The Mandalorian lately, but you may know him as Apollo Creed and Rocky. Carl Weathers uh, passed away at the age of 76 this past week. Uh, he died peacefully in his sleep on Thursday, February 1st, though. Um, so about as good as we can hope to, to go. And he was a good guy, great, great actor. Loved him in Predator. Uh, Happy Gilmore, one of my favorite roles is Chubbs Peterson. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Arrested Development. He played a cameo as himself. Pretty funny stuff, man. He's a really funny guy. Like, not just like he he got you know kind of pigeonholed as this actor, tough guy actor, but he's hilarious. Yeah, and yeah. He's just he always seemed like a really nice, cool guy. So, anyway, R.I.P. Going out to Carl Weathers. Um, all right, rock birthdays this week. Uh, ready for some birthdays? Let's do it. Take it away, David. All right. Duff McKagan, bassist of Velvet Revolver and former bassist of Guns N' Roses, is 60 years old. I don't know what. That's reversed. It should be former bassist of Velvet Revolver because that band's not around anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he is currently the bassist in Guns, Guns N' Roses. Roses. I don't know why that is switched, Whoopsie. but anyway. There you go. All right. Al Cooper, um, singer and keyboardist and guitarist of Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Also worked with Bob Dylan in Atlanta Rhythm Section. Alice Cooper, The Birds. Jimi Hendrix and Leonard Skinner is 80 years old. He looks like David Lynch, too. Kind of looking cool and mysterious there. Yeah, yeah. Ready to make some movies in the 80s. <laughs> um, with Axl Rose, uh, lead singer of Guns yeah! N' Roses, 62 yeah! years old. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know who he looks like? The, um, the old lady on Goonies? The, the grandma lady? <laughs> 
that one <laughs> with the red hair and she's like that's your brother yeah and then and she's in throw mama from the yeah. train <laughs> that lady that's um, in that I picture see. there he looks well i was thinking of a, like a cartoon what cartoon someone with red hair and like bushy like oh, yeah. chops like a yosemite sam someone i don't know like a like a like a like it's in the recesses of my memory like it's one of those i hear that you you never see again but it's a cartoon that you saw at one time we'll think of it later vince neal of motley crew um is 63 and the largest he's ever been yeah i was gonna say it looks like i mean it looks like me um what's <laughs> no. that so so you are not looking that bad was he the one that was no who was in rock of love was that him i don't know was that, that one the, it was like um, a television the broadway show. thing no no it was in it it was a uh it was a like a mtv oh, like a no you're thinking reality. of brett michaels Brett, oh, Mike Brett Michaels from yeah. Poison, yeah, from but Poison. very similar, very they similar. They've got, they've got <laughs> yeah. a kind of a similar feeling. Brett going Michaels on. has the cowboy hat though. The he cowboy always, hat. and the bandana. He yeah, the bandana. The bandana. There's always a bandana. Yeah, but he kind of has that similar sort of <laughs> yeah. like the cut off. They grew up together in and that, like that glam yeah. '80s rock, right? Uh, anyway, that's it for birthdays. There's not very many birthdays this week. Uh, how about some trivia? Let's get it going. All right, we got some trivia here for you guys. This week in Rock and Roll History Trivia, what artist was the first artist in history to receive a gold record in 1942, very first one ever issued, with a whopping $1.2 million or 1.2 million sales of their hit single? Who was it? Was it Benny Goodman, Glenn Miller, Bing Crosby, or David Ragtime Crosby? And his fantastic steampunk cocaine calliope. A very uh, <laughs> hip rock and band in the 1940s. It was, a, yeah, with a. It was a traveling uh, steampunk. Uh, they had a steampunk calliope. And he had a calliope and he'd just play it and it was like Did on this puffs old. Of, puffs of yeah, cocaine puffs of smoke. Yeah, puffs of, of coke. Uh, came smoke. out of the pipes. Yeah. With. <laughs> Like a big, uh, and he'd have this old gypsy traveling yeah, I was wagon. Say he had like a big Roma, yeah, like uh, the wagon, and he had like the uh, Pinocchio. He'd go from tied town to town, there, right? You know, selling snake oil <laughs> and <laughs> Pete's Dragon. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Doctor, I can't remember his name. Okay, let's see. I think it. I think it. Well, Benny Goodman was big in like the '30s, eh? So 42, it seems like, I think I'm going to go with Benny. No, I'll Glenn, I'm going to go with Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller? Yeah, all right right around that kind of time. Hard Miller. to choose. They were all huge, right? All, yeah. All big artists. Who was the biggest? It was, drumroll, the Chattanooga Choo Choo from Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller. Here's a picture of the first gold record ever. Look at this. Uh, the Glenn Miller Orchestra. It kind of looks like that one's like a real record. Are they usually yeah. the, actual, the actual record? They, they're they like, yeah. Well, Like if you took a gold record yeah. off of like someone's wall, could you Could play you play it? it? No, I don't think you could. Um, that one looks this like This one looks like you could, yeah. yeah. Like it was just dipped in or bronzed maybe yeah. or whatever. But yeah, most gold records I think are just fake kind of records yeah. that that are gold like it's like fake gold but i don't think you could actually play it that's a good point though i mean <laughs> That'd i, I kinda, really good though if they just i like, have i have one at work that i could like test that really? out i don't know if i'd want to mess my what is my, it um it's i don't know some black sabbath one Roach? or something no it's like i can't remember <laughs> what it is to be honest there's like a sugar ray one <laughs> that we have at work <laughs> it's on the wall and it's silver sugar ray yeah, it's sugar ray Oh, it's so funny, man. Butterflies. It, I can't even remember what Come it was for. No, that's uh, the other. That's, oh uh, no, no! Who is that? That's um, something town. I can't. I can't. Bad town or what the hell? Are they who called? is it? What Sugar Ray did? Oh no! I just want to fly. Yeah, I just want to fly. Okay. Crazy town. Crazy. That was Butterfly Sugar Baby. Really? Yes. Dang, I crazy thought town. it was Sugar Ray. No, that's okay. crazy town. Crazy town. And uh, side note, that guy like was like a molester or something. The guy that from guy? Crazy Town? Yeah. So he literally, he's he like, like a child molester. He's like singing about I don't know, yeah. underage people. Oh, no. Man. Yeah, it's Bad. That's, no, now yep. I can never hear that yeah, song again. So, yeah, don't ever listen to Crazy Town. All right, anyway, back to Glenn Miller. I don't know. I've got into that. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, that Glenn Miller band won the first gold record ever, 1942. That's that's cool. Chattanooga Choo Choo. Chattanooga Choo Choo. What a what a hip. You know, all the kids love that track, right? It's the it's a gas. It's the bee's knees. It's a gas, man. All right. Anyway, okay. So check this out. New rock and metal albums out. I wanted to do something different. I thought you might dig this. Ooh. I'm gonna do my best every week to get my the album covers? the album artwork of these releases. Oh, that is. Chris, it's gonna take. <laughs> it's That's gonna, hard work. It's gonna take more time. It took me a lot more time this week, but especially for some of the lists that are gonna have a ton of Goat Lord. Look at that. But see, doesn't look it like? Doesn't it make it a little bit better? Oh how you yeah. You can see like the logo now. Oh yeah. And I feel like people are like, these aren't real albums. Like that they they see we're just like going through this list, and people are like, these aren't real. Okay. They're probably like, these aren't real. And I was like, yes, they are. Carpustule. Right. So now we get to see the, and some of them are pretty good. Some of these album artworks, you're going to, I think, get a kick out of this. All right. Clip art. Yeah. Check it out. By Clippy. So that's, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful painting. All right. So kick it off. Dark Throne. We got Dark Throne, Goat Lord. Yep. Delane, Dark Waters. And that, wow. Got like a. A pirate lass. Yeah, I don't know. And it looks like she's like smelling her finger right there. I was she's like, like, do you know? <laughs> mm. I had a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Dark waters. <laughs> what does this water smell like? Oh, look at that. Okay, so that one is distant heritage, and that's like the uh, the mouth of Sauron combined <laughs> with Shredder. <laughs> right. that's yeah, cool. that's a good. Yeah, that's a good. Way to describe that, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, e molecule, the architect. It looks like the thing like that a, comes and greets you at the Matrix. I was going to say, when you wake like up a, out of your pod, it's like a karaoke machine. <laughs> <laughs> when you wake up out of your pod, and that little thing oh, goes yeah. down and it goes right to his face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the architect. And it sucks the little bolt out the of the back of your head. Back of your head. Yeah. Infinite and divine ascendancy. Oop. There we go. And uh, yeah. Uh, in flames, foregone. I thought that was kind of a cool artwork there. Yeah, it's a dementor. Um, uh, <laughs> Chimera, hold your ground. Now let's take in a moment to appreciate this album artwork. As we see the sun rays from heavens above uh, gracing this Lady Justice, yeah. holding what looks to be, I don't know, a blue and yellow flame of some kind in her little scale of justice. And then we have a flaming sword here. Justice, yeah, the flaming sword. Man, it's so, just a lot so going on here. So is that a here. cherubim? Is that what that is? <laughs> that must be a sure. cherubim. Yeah. Um, so this is my question. Is there like a stock? Like, cause I, I'm, not, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to diss this right here, but this is like a genre switch from a uh, Master P album cover. Right. Right? Doesn't it have kind of like a feeling yes. of like a Master P album I feel album like this cover? is like the Master P album covers of like power metal and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Like there's a, a lot of bands that use this kind of like Because they would always have like yeah. some money. There'd be like gold right. bars. And instead, it's like the pillars of Socrates back here. Yeah. And the, the mountain of But they would always Mordor. have some like weird, like it would always be like yeah. something physical, like those scales, <laughs> you know? Like... But then, and it would be like kind of that's so great that you thought baggy of the album. Master like P. that's so great. Oh man, good stuff. He'd be holding a chalice, dude. Master, yeah, he'd <laughs> like be encrusted <laughs> with diamonds and yeah. stuff, right? Now this is, I think, my favorite album cover. <laughs> that one is good. I like this one. Yeah, actually. Uh, Luger, Revelations of the Sacred Skull. We have a hand that's soaked in blood, yeah. and then we got a skull with smoke coming out of it, looking over the city. It has like a gritty, sort of like a <laughs> misfits kind of a feeling it to it. It looks cool. I yeah, I like that. that one. That one's cool. Uh, uh, motive Black, Auburn. No, kind of lame, to be honest. Yeah, and, it's just very sort of and uh, I feel like minimalist. I, I mean, come on. I don't like it when they focus too much on the, the women to try to be like, oh, we got an attractive we've lady a, in our band. Yeah, we got a beautiful woman This in the is band. the only reason to listen to us. Like, what about the other guys or something more creative? You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that's yeah. like uh, something a record label guy would do. Yep. It, it, all, it seems a we little We just got to put you on the album. Yeah. Well, that's what's going to make it sell. Oak. Disintegrate. I like that artwork. Yeah, right? I like that. I like the little insignia, the oak insignia. It's all Yeah, it's like a tree. Looking. Yep. Especially because I love oak trees. Yeah, well, there you go. Right. 
Paramore, this is why. Yeah, that's the Grammy winner. Um, Pierce the way the veil, the jaws of life. Yeah, I guess this is like an actual thing that that's like jaws of life. Yeah, there, the huh? that the police and the EMTs use to get you out of your car and stuff. I I do I do like the carpet that it's sitting. Yeah, in. some nice like shag. 19, like late seventies, early eighties carpet. You know, the Peter Pan Inn or something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Stormo. Ooh, golly. Endocannibalismo. Yeah. And I'm just trying to figure out what's going on there. It looks like it's like, I don't know. Uh, Is it? Uh, it's like a person with a thing on their head, I think. Yeah. So they're like making it Is seem like, like there's like an entrail or a, a snake, snake or yeah, something. Like a path. Stormo. Oh, yeah. Cannibalismo. Yeah. And it looks like it's in the Amazon and it's Yeah. It's like in the, in the river, like paddling in a canoe or something like Kinda that. Kind of cool, huh? Yeah. Makes you think. Okay, this is this is a little <laughs> bit Master P again. Yep. Right. Uh, this looks like tenors, some naked soul. <laughs> this looks like something made on Microsoft Print Shop. I gotta say. Right. <laughs> I'm. A, you know what though? I, I'm not hating that. Yeah. I'm not hating that stuff. I think it's uh, to me it's like the situation where you could see like, there is an artist who's like either, well I don't know who knows who did it, but. When I see it those things authentic. like with Master P, I like it because I'm like, yeah, someone he made has that. someone that yeah. he knows that he's <laughs> he's like getting them some work. Yeah, they're doing it and they made this and it may look a little bit like, you know, yep. kind of cheesy, but it's like but they it's did authentic. it. It's authentic. Yeah, I like it. You know, so I don't know exactly how this was made. No, that's but I, true. I like that fact. It's like he's like a bronzed. Um, looks like a Beethoven type of piano player. Yeah. Naked soul. Naked soul. Bury that's my cool. soul. All right. All right, and then we, now we got the the last one. Wigwam out of the dark. It looks like a I don't know a comic book comic thing. Comic book. Avengers, with, uh, something. So is <laughs> X Men. So yeah, is this like a wigwam? Have you ever heard them? I have not. Do they have like? I'm wondering if they have kind of like a honky tonk. I'm guessing. Because they do have like the. It looks like a I don't know like a kind of a generic kind of I don't know band you'd see at like a Sturgis rally or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know. With bolts of lightning that they're holding, that's, uh, that's yeah. He's that's gonna good. he's gonna shock you. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna shock you and punch you and zap you uh, with their music there. So yeah, yeah, look yeah. Out. Wigwam. Very All right. good. Movie, TV, entertainment news. Dave's got a call. I'll Sorry. take over. Man arrested after scaling the sphere, guys. Mason Deschamps or Deschamps, known as a pro-life, known as the pro-life Spider-Man. Also climbed the Aria in Las Vegas in 2021. Uh, so he wanted to do this to raise awareness to protest abortion. He calls himself the official pro-life Spider-Man. Claimed he was raising money for a pregnant woman to go help her cancel her abor abortion appointment. Yeah, right. Apparently recorded his climb with a GoPro. I've the got woman. an idea for that. She just doesn't go. Yeah, how about that? Instead of doing a bunch of <laughs> nonsense, supposedly raising money to cancel her appointment. <laughs> she's got she's got this real hard thing. She's got a she's supposedly she's homeless. Pick up her oh, she's homeless. I see. Uh, and he, and his Instagram bio: I climb skyscrapers to raise money for women in crises, pregnancies. So he tries to find these like cases of women that you know are homeless. They want to have a baby or something, and people are telling them to get an abortion because she's homeless. I don't know exactly what the case I is. I mean, you know, you know, it's an interesting thing. You know, I don't want to get too political, but it's sort of like, wouldn't it make sense for us to have a society that truly was pro-life instead of just pro uh, anti-abortion? Sure. Because that's the thing. It's like. This guy, he's showing me exactly the problem, <laughs> is that a lot of times people end up having to have an abortion because our society isn't pro-life mm -hmm. in the sense of they're just anti-abortion. They don't do anything for people when they're alive, right. you know? So those people are born and then they don't do anything for, like, the society doesn't make it so that they can live a good life. Yeah, you know? and that's kind of what... The, the the parent maybe inherently thinks that and but these people are like no you got to have the baby because we're pro life right and then there's nothing in support of that it's child like, yeah, after it's, it's like, born how is this child gonna okay and it's, you now know that and I mean that's, how are we gonna support I mean it? shoot I, I'd like to pe see people being alive and being born but the 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 
problems that we have in our society are that we need to work on making people have better lives, especially those people who are in the lower socioeconomic end of the spectrum. Yeah, you know? I agree, man. Um, so it's definitely raising a good talking point. I, I think, you know, his way of doing it is, you know, pretty cheesy and, uh, you know, attention grabbing obviously got yeah, our attention. We're talking yeah. about it. But at the same time, I guess it's a conversation that needs to be had, but not this way, dude. Like, do it in a normal well, way. Well, I mean, but that's the thing is the way he's doing it usually is blunting the actual conversation. Yep. Yep. Which takes away from all of that constructiveness. So, anyway. Uh, all right. News from around the world. Ancient Dr. Seuss tree found before dinosaurs. So, this was found from an area over 352 million years ago, which is hard to even fathom that. But they found this fossil which has these leaves in it that they're able to, I guess, create this. Um, so let me let me see how they even got this. I guess there was uh, this thing in New Brunswick, Canada, left scientists flabbergasted, some referring to the structures as Dr. Seuss trees. They're fossils. They're called Sanfordiascaulus densifolia, appear to be surrounded by arrangements of spiraling branches and leaves due to a series of earthquakes which rattled the area 352 million years ago. So they found these fossils. Here they are. Um, and then look at what they think. I love this, like... That's what they look like? <laughs> well, it's just like a graphic representation, like a computer's idea of what, based off of the, the fossils. And so they're saying that they look like these Dr. Seuss trees, uh, the ones that we've seen in the Lorax and Horton Hears of Who, like these the fuzzy pom-poms. Yeah, just fuzzy pom-poms on the top. Yeah. And they're saying that those actually existed according to these fossils that they have found now. Oh, very good. Isn't that cool? And yeah. 350 million years ago. That's, uh, that's, that's like the oldest tree, eh? Pretty awesome, right? Look at that. Weird ancient tree from dinosaurs found in Canadian quarry. Yeah, in New Brunswick. New Brunswick. That is cool. Pretty wild. So I, I like I, a tree like that. Yeah. That animation or that uh, image, <laughs> I could go on one of those album covers. <laughs> it's definitely true. Oh, that's hilarious. All right. Scientists working on plan to cool Earth by blocking the sun. Remember the Matrix? Remember how that was all like wow. a fake thing? And then now I guess it's a real thing in a way because this guy, Yoram Rosen, a physics professor at the Asher Space Re Research Institute, director of the Technicon Israel Institute of Technology, and the team plans to build a prototype for a sunshade that will cover an area roughly the size of Argentina. What? According to this, due to the immense size, a swarm of smaller shades would be launched into space to collaborate. The concept, present for decades, involves blocking a small percentage of the sun's radiation to counteract global warming. Critics argue that this, this idea is costly and unrealistic, but proponents stress the importance of exploring diverse solutions to climate change. They're seeking wow. up to 20 million to create their prototype, aiming to demonstrate the feasibility of the concept. What do you think? Well, you know, I, I would have to say, if that's the plan, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna have to ask me first. <laughs> That's that's some serious stuff. Yeah, you're yeah. putting a big freaking thing in front of the earth that we all live on. Yep. That's a, and like you just decide uh oh, this is going to be in the shade now. This? Oh Rosen yeah. Frozen or whatever. No, it's uh, a, you know, you're going to do this thing and it's going to shade all the the whole damn earth. Yeah, well, the size of Argentina. Yeah. That better be like it better be like a removable cover. I know. Pretty wild, or like huh? a roll? Can you roll it up? <laughs> yeah. Is it, out, is it retractable? Like uh, twisted up like a sunshade in your yeah, car? Yeah, yeah. Or can you? Yeah, can you? Can you? <laughs> Do can you kind of like turn eight. it and then it's yeah, like no, like the shades. Yeah. Like you turn it and then the, well, they turn this way, maybe. Yeah. Because what know, if we're man. like, hey, it's too cold. This is wild. And Dude. and who gives them the right to do? Yeah, that? I know. That's what I'm saying. Is like. How are they able to just, like, put that out in space? Yeah, we're just going to put this out in space. And, yeah, we're just going to put it out there and see what country it uh, covers or something like that. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, so I, I, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, pretty I'm wild, say, though, huh? That's a very undemocratic solution. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. 
And it seems like out of a sci-fi movie, like it wouldn't even work. It doesn't seem like it would be well, very I effective. Mean, the size of Argentina? Good gosh. I don't know. Anyway. Well, maybe you could take all the trash out of uh, the ocean and make it out of that. Yeah, maybe that would be a good idea. <laughs> good use of that, right? Okay, speaking of space, they discovered a new planet that's supposedly a super-Earth exoplanet that orbits in a habitable zone. And it's only 137 light-years away, so, oh. I mean, it's, like, right around the corner. So, <laughs> recently discovered super-Earth. They named it TOI-715B. Aw, oh, what a great, cute name. It's loath, located 137 light-years away, habitable zone, exoplanet about 1.5 times the width of Earth, orbits a small reddish star. The same system may also contain a second Earth-sized planet, potentially making it the smallest habitable zone planet discovered by this trans transiting exoplanet survey satellite, the TESS satellite. Wow, amazing how both of these... Well, sorry, I was just going to say... I guess that's where we're going. People that's, are thinking, uh, that's what, where well, uh, Jeff what Bezos we got next? is shooting his, yeah. wiener, his wiener rocket Are we going to go to another planet, or are we going to block out the sun and fix this planet? Because <laughs> apparently that's what it says they're they're going for. Pretty wild, though, huh? Well, I mean, I guess it just shows the, like, the psyche of modern sort of, I guess, uh, modern humans is that there's always, like, some other thing you can do rather than just fixing what fixing you got. Fixing the thing yeah. that you have. Yeah, let's just leave this one and go to it's a new like, one. It's like, rather than solving the climate crisis by making different decisions and cooperating, <laughs> we'll just have one dictatorial solution where someone puts a freaking saran wrap on the earth. <laughs> or the rich guys will make some, like, you know, their wiener rockets that they shot during yep, the pandemic. And go to the and super earth. We'll go to the super earth. It and only takes... There. Only takes, you know, thousands of years to get yeah. there. And then, you know. And you'll all just, because, I mean, do you know what happens to your internal organs when you're, like, in no, zero you, gravity? You wouldn't be able to do it. It would be like they would transfer, like, organisms in a plane or in a ship and then, like, start life on the planet. Start life on the planet. It would have it would to be, be like that. a little biosphere yeah. and then just, like, live their lives yep. for generations on the on Crazy the to think about, man. Anyway. Uh, all right. I thought this was kind of funny kind of backfired on this guy so he took the day off took a sick day played hooky from work and he went ice fishing right well he made a state breaking record by catching this fish and it blew his cover for uh him taking a sick day <laughs> so he pulled this fish out through a six inch hole in the ice uh there at peck pond in rhode island and the next day, the Rhode Island Division of Fish and Wildlife officially recognized his catch as the new state record. It was published in the newspaper, <laughs> measured 29 inches in length and girth of 21 inches, but uh, his cover was blown. His employer ended up not caring about it, really, but I just thought it was funny that he caught it <laughs> on his sick day, you know. Oh, not really feeling up to it, boss. And then you see him the next day with, like, a record-breaking catch in the newspaper. It just thought it was hilarious. That's so. a beautiful fish. It is huge, right? Big he fish. would, uh, what they say, I, I don't really know because I'm old and I wasn't around for this time, but that would make a really good, um, like a the tin, wall? Tinder profile oh. picture. Oh, yeah, yes. Right? Yeah, that was a thing, like, for guys Everyone to post. Fish, yeah, to post with, like, their big fish catch. Yeah, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think it still is, probably, sadly. All right. Last thing of the week here Pizza Hut will let you break up with a goodbye pie. Have you been seeing all these things on, uh, like, stuff you can do to get back at your ex? You can name uh, something after your ex, and, uh, you know, we'll do something to it. So here's one that, <laughs> but for Valentine's Day, Pizza Hut will send somebody a pie. It's like, you can have this send them uh, a pie to break up with them, and it'll leave a message on, on there. On Valentine's <laughs> Day? <laughs> Yeah, on Valentine's Day. Well, it says it's going on through the month, through the end of the month. You what can... that? I, okay, <laughs> is this a thing? This is the thing. Like, I'm going to wait until Valentine's time and then break up. Yeah, I don't know. Like, who why would, do would that? they choose to be like, okay, know. guys, this is the perfect time to release this, and this is the classiest way to do it with Pizza Hut. With pizza, yeah, I guess it's not like a text, right? Yeah, and obviously, that's more and more people are choosing to buy. To spend money 
on people that they're breaking up with. <laughs> what is that? Like that's more and more people. Like generally, that's the, what the Zoomers are doing now. Well, they don't this just is an text example each other and break off. Because this with is like a another. funny, almost w- like a funny way of doing something. Is that like a thing? So this like is paying... a thing. Yeah, it's, it is. This is a thing. This is like a. So people are like, yeah, we're gonna break up, and I'm gonna do like a. It's like asking yes. someone to prom, but I'm breaking up with them. Yeah, like I'm gonna fill their room up with balloons. There, there and then was they have one. To d- dig through it, and then there's a note <laughs> at the bottom that says, "I'm cheating on you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm leaving you. Yay! Clean up the mess. Have fun cleaning up this mess." <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's a lot of different cruelty. ways. Yeah, it's really bad. Cruelty. Yeah. Uh, so pizza capitalizing on the cruelty, well, I'll right? Get running away from any pizzas <laughs> I see coming for me. Don't get a goodbye pie if you see a goodbye pie. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we're out of here, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. As always, rocknewsweekly.com, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly, YouTube at rocknewsweekly. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one, guys. Peace. Peace. Bye-bye.